Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Earlier today, I had a chance to have an incredible interview with Minnesota Representative Paul Marquardt. We talked about Minnesota Governor Tim Walz extending, extending his emergency powers. Also, the latest COVID numbers in Minnesota. Pretty stunning stuff there. Watch for that. Should the state of Minnesota be audited? We talked about police reform, the vandalism of the Christopher Columbus statue on the Capitol grounds, and much, much more. Representative Marquardt, welcome back to Point of View. Great to have you with us. Let's jump right in. There's so much to talk about. So last week, uh, Governor Walls extended his peacetime emergency powers. I want to share with you some data that came out today from the Minnesota Department of Health regarding COVID, and then we can talk about some of his decisions. So Ben, if we can bring this graphic up for our audience, please. But so MDH reports today, six new COVID deaths. I think you and I would agree one is too many, but that's the lowest number since April 13th. Four of the six were in long-term care. Um, overall, roughly 79% are all long-term care deaths. And today, 186 are in ICU, same as Sunday, which is the lowest since May 7th. Another 167 hospitalized, the lowest since April 24th. My question for you is probably a hundredfold, but let's start here. I gotta presume Governor Walls is making these peacetime emergency decisions based on data. Then you see this information what what is he trying to accomplish at this point? You know, I, it's good news, first of all, that I think we're plateauing and the Department of Health and the governor has been saying that. And a couple of weeks ago, he did open up a little more. But, you know, the other day uh, in session, I voted against extending these peacetime emergency powers by the governor because we have plateaued. Uh, you know, the governor early on uh, bought us some time through the stay at home and so forth. We built up our capabilities. We can, we have enough ICU beds, personal protection equipment, ventilators, and so forth. And people now know how to stay safe. You know, they know the social distancing, they know the drill, and businesses also know how to um, put together a business and atmosphere that's safe. So I think it's time where we're moving into a new phase. And the legislature, I really think, can make a lot of these decisions. So I'm sorry, Representative Marquardt, I didn't hear that clearly. So over the weekend, I think it was on Friday, did you vote then to extend the governor's uh, peacetime emergency powers or no? No, I voted okay. to end the emergency powers, Thank which you. was a yes vote. It was a, it was a motion to That's stop the emergency powers, but, and I voted. But here's what I'm going to get at, sir. You've had him now limit capacity in churches, First Amendment, right? You've got small businesses being limited, and, and some would suggest that's a 14th Amendment equal protection clause where small business got the same rights as big businesses, right? And your governor came out and said 74,000 deaths possible. Many people have talked about how highly contagious this disease is, and yet you had thousands and thousands and thousands of people burning and looting your city, Minneapolis, I should say, shoulder to shoulder. And here's the numbers, right? Weeks after that, and things are going dramatically downward. Was your MDH, Minnesota Department of Health, and Governor Walls dramatically wrong on their models and the information they were given the public? It certainly looks like the models were off. I mean, you're you're right. The first model showed seventy some thousand deaths, the next one showed fifty some thousand deaths, and you know we're nothing near that, thank goodness. And so um, I do think those numbers are off, and I also think that's why. The economy has been opened up, and now basically everything is opened up. Not completely, but even restaurants indoors are open 50%. But I think we can move further in opening things up. And, and that's one reason 
uh, I voted uh, against extending these emergency powers because I think we've got enough basis there. Things are plateauing. People know how to act safe. Businesses can produce a safe environment. So I think we can move forward by opening up our economy more. And, you know, along the border here in North Dakota, it becomes even more difficult uh, when you're looking at competition and so forth. So we're moving into a new phase and we've got to be careful. I take this seriously, very much as COVID-19, it's serious stuff. And we've got to make sure we don't, you know, get right back to where we were in square one and somehow we get into another surge, well, which would have us back things off. And, if, that and I think if I saw the numbers after the protest demonstrate that, but I, I mean, it's a hard argument, I think, for you to make that there's going to be another surge ba- based on what we've been told up to this point, just just to be fair. But but I think that the thing that people, uh, your constituents, people that are watching the show tonight, that they really struggle with, sir, is the fact that, you know, Governor Walls ran on one Minnesota, and, and maybe that's his principle behind this, I'm going to ask you, but you can't treat Pennington County like Hennepin County. And I just heard last week that there was a call with many of the mayors from the Iron Range, the governor, excuse me, the mayor from Thief River Falls, some other cities, and Governor Wall said he's not going to look at opening up section to section or county to county. Have you spoken to him lately? And why not open up county by county or, or at least different sections of the state? Spoke to the commissioner of um, Department of Employment and Economic Development, Steve Grove, all week, maybe two weeks ago. Senator Eakin was in on that conversation, as was Representative Lean. And we talked a lot about the regional aspect of things because you're right. I mean, you have a lot of cases, at least initially in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and that's, there are some areas in rural Minnesota where the county might have only one case, period. And so I think there is some real good you know, reasons for looking at a regional approach. Now, the commissioner that day said they were actually going to take a look at that, but so far I haven't seen any movement in that direction. But but I guess the thing that people are asking is why not? Why does Governor Walls not say, hey guys, I mean, you, you know as well as anybody, the businesses in our community only have really a summer for some of them in Lakes community to make a go of it. Well, a point I've been making with restaurants a couple of weeks ago when it was only opened up for outdoors is right, that doesn't work. These are seasonal. Uh, this is where they, you know, can, you know, make up some things. And, you know, that's another reason we've got to move things uh, quicker and open them quicker. But you also have to remember there's there's a lot of uncertainties about this. When this really first took hold in March, we didn't know a lot about this. We know a lot more. And I think the right approach at that time was to use more caution, which I think was good. And I think it bought us time and put us in a good position. But, you know, as the data shows, as you're demonstrating right here, uh, I think there's a lot of evidence that we can open things up more as far as our economy. Yeah, and I just hopefully um, your governor gets that message as well. Let's talk about this, sir. So there's been a lot of stories about Governor Walls and his administration putting COVID positive patients into the most vulnerable populations, meeting into long-term care facilities. One, what can you tell us about that? And two, do you think uh, Minnesota or somebody should be audited from those because of those decisions? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of data we've been looking at. And, you know, first of all, Minnesota, we were counting long-term and other types where where some of the uh, other states weren't counting all the different types. So it's not quite apples to apples. But the problem is, yes, there were infected patients being put back into our long-term care, which simply is not acceptable. Uh, I know there's committees looking at this now. I'm hoping they can make this right. But 
I think it was a lesson learned, and I don't think it was proper for the Department of Health to be doing that, but hopefully we're getting a handle on that now.